When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh dear MMA Lord, what happened last night? I'm seriously still trying to process what happened in that main event. Was this my fault for that Age of Decline video? No, this was just us seeing the rise of an absolute terror at featherweight. Volk looked fantastic until he was completely out cold. We're dealing with a different beast here, I think. Let's try to process this all together, shall we? I'm Tommy from MMA On Point. A massive thank you to our channel Hall of Famers. And Ilya Teporia is the scariest fighter we've ever seen at 145. Before we dive into those terrifying waters, though, we got to make sure we're all on the same page here, so let's run down the card, shall we? As we mentioned, Ilya Teporia KO'd Alex Volkanovsky in the second round to become the new featherweight champion, although that sentence doesn't really do this justice. Robert Whitaker defeated Paulo Costa via unanimous decision in a brutal instant classic. Ian Machado Gary took a split decision win from Jeff Neal in a tense snoozer, if such a thing is possible. Marab Nawalashvili earned a UD victory over Henry Cejudo while talking to Mark Zuckerberg, and to kick off the main card, Fluffy Hernandez scored a second round rear naked choke submission victory over Roman Kapilov. The prelims had some really enjoyable fights and a few standout performances. Would definitely recommend going through them if you started watching the card late. Alright, so we're all good on how this thing played out. Let's run the numbers then, shall we? The 10th UFC trip to Anaheim saw 12 fights with 4 KO TKOs, 1 sub, and 7 decisions for a total cage time of 2 hours, 21 minutes, and 8 seconds. The only underdog that won on tonight's card was the new champion, Ilya Tapu. A round 2KO for the Matador was plus 1100, the best money you could get on a night where favorites did what they're supposed to do. Sick of the Connor comparisons yet with the new champ? Well, Taporia and the Notorious both won the featherweight title in their seventh UFC bout. Both defeated champions with five or more successful defenses via knockout. Both had four finishes and a decision win in the lead up to their title challenge. Both earned bonuses in the three fights leading up to their title challenge. Both were 27 years of age and both have tattoos of animals on their chest. They're basically the same person, you guys. Bobby Nux has averaged 74 significant strikes landed in every single three-round decision he's ever won. Tonight, he had 70, earning him our Mr. Consistency Award. That was the lowest output Gary has had in any UFC bout that's gone the distance with 148 strikes thrown, but it still got him his 14th straight victory since 2019. Marab outstruck Triple C 2-1. to one. That's never been done by anybody in his career in any fight but the half-round lost DJ back in 2016, and the machine is now only the 
third person ever to take Cejudo down. Fluffy's rear naked choke marks his fourth UFC submission win, and for walking out to Conte Partiro, he's earned our prestige worldwide award. But the stats really don't do justice to what happened tonight, so let's talk about what really happened. Okay, so I promise this is the end of the Connor comparisons, and earlier I was just having a bit of fun, since that was one of the narratives of Fight Week, but that was without a doubt one of the most shocking ways a champion has ever been defeated, short of Connor's KO on Aldo. I mean, Alex was looking sharp, this thing was galaxy brain tier violence chess, both guys were putting in the work, it looked like we were headed for a five round classic, and then in an instant the Matador vaporized one of the greatest UFC champions of all time. And I know, you can say, well, he had just got KO'd not that long ago by Islam, he's 35 and we talked about that steep decline that takes place around that age, and yes, those things are of course true. And as a huge Volk fan, I'm saying this to myself to cope, but that really doesn't do justice to how scary Ilya Teporia is in the cage. He has one touch and it's overpower, he has some of the best technical striking in the division on top of it, a 92% takedown defense rate, and unlike Connor, as we have made so many comparisons to tonight, Teporia might be just as much of a threat if the fight hits the ground as he is on the feet. He is a terrifying presence in the cage, and his fast track to the title was clearly no mistake. When you scan the rest of the division, there's really nobody you can look at as his potential kryptonite, which isn't to say that the man can't lose. Of course he can. We've seen this time and time again in mixed martial arts. Never crown anybody unbeatable, you will always be proven wrong. But when you're this technical, this smart, this polished, and on top of it, you can end fights instantly, you just have so many outs, so many ways you can end up winning the fight. He doesn't even need to be doing well, which most of the time he will be. He's just gotta hit that one shot. He just needs one opening. I'm not saying this is the Machida era just yet, but Teporia has the potential to be a long-term champion. That is, if he, you know, fights the contenders in the division. Ilya rubbed me the wrong way this week with all the talk about the rest of the top guys at featherweight being old news, and how he wants to fight Connor, and how they're gonna do it in a stadium, and look, I get it entirely, of course. This is a business, and this man wants to make life-changing money. He wants to be a big star, the blueprint has been sitting there since 2015. Ilya is not the first fighter to want to go the McGregor route the second he sniffed out some gold, but the reality is there is no other Connor. That moment was lightning in a bottle, you cannot replicate it. We've made all these comparisons between the two of them, but the one thing that was definitely different was that by the time McGregor beat Aldo, he was clearly the biggest star the sport had ever seen, and that is not the case with Ilya, which isn't to say he's not going to be popular. Anybody that fights like that is going to be popular, but man, I would really love to see him and other champions, you know, defend their titles against the contenders in their division. I can't believe that's such a hard ask these days. Like Teporia versus Max or Yair or Ortega? All of that sounds like a blast, sign me up. And yeah, sure, eventually I would love to see him mix it up with the best at lightweight as well, but I would also love to see him defending that title because that's the way you build a legacy in this sport more than anything. And if you really want a big red panty night, you can either pretend you're Connor or get it by being one of the best ever. Kids these days, you know? All right, I've hopped off my soapbox. That's enough about the new terrifying champ. Let's wrap up our discussion of all things 298 because other things did in fact happen. Some brief thoughts on Volk. He looked great out there. There's no reason to believe he can't compete with the best at the highest level. So if he wants to keep going, I wouldn't have any issue with it at all. But obviously, if he called it a career tomorrow, he is a Hall of Famer already. What a massive and impressive victory for the former champ, Bob Reaper. Just when you think that maybe he's reached his downward trajectory, he pops right back up. That win puts Whitaker firmly back in the title chase. Obviously, that division is a bit messy right now. I'm sure the UFC is going to want to do Izzy next for DDP. I could maybe see them pairing Robert with Sean Strickland, or 
or maybe he will end up next in line after the next guy. It's hard to say, but the one thing that is clear is that Robert Whitaker is not going anywhere. It was a bad night for both Ian Machado Gary haters, as Joe Rogan called them, and his fans, to be honest, at least in the entertainment department. That was not the best fight to watch. I know these things happen in MMA. I mean, both guys are dangerous as hell. But yeah, for as tense as that bout was because of their abilities, it was also very uneventful. But Gary seemed entirely unfazed by the booze. He's now 14-0. and 0. He's rising up the ranks at a pace that makes sense. And all this negative talk about him has only served to raise his profile. Look how many times they cut to his wife during the broadcast. They're playing right into the negativity because they know it generates views. And finally, Marab. I mean, the dude's resume is insane. His 10-fight win streak in the UFC now capped off with freaking Henry Cejudo. If you can look at the resume of the champ and argue that a guy who is not the champ, who hasn't had a title shot yet, has had a more impressive career, it's time for a damn title fight. There is absolutely nothing else to say here, other than, of course, that 298 is in the bag. This one felt like a massive card going in. It ended up being a massive card when it was all said and done, and now we have two juggernauts in front of us with 299 and 300. We are eating well right now, boys. Better enjoy it while it lasts. But now I want to know what you guys think. Is Taporia going to be a fighting champion at 145? Am I right to be as terrified of that man as I am? What would you do with Bobby Knuckles? Tell me what you think of Ian Gary. Say everything you want down in the comments. I always read all of them. I love the discussion that comes with these autopsy videos. A massive shout to the wonderful Max Randall who edited this so quickly after the card. He always does such an amazing job. Follow him on his socials, give him all the praise, and check out his awesome YouTube channel. A huge thank you to our channel Hall of Famers. We couldn't do it without you, and if you would like to be one too, there's a new lower price on that, so hit the join button. There's a bunch of exclusive content, you guys are gonna love it. But no pressure, liking and subscribing is also a great way to show you appreciated the video. Thanks for watching everybody, I will see you in Miami.